what it is how's it going everybody today we're having another talk about segment where this time we're talking about remakes more specifically the disney live action remakes we're gonna talk about all the things of how we just sick and tired of seeing these movies pop up please stop that's the message of this whole video we could stop here but you need to listen to the rest of this podcast goodness so if you want to hear what we have to say sit back relax grab a snack grab a beverage and listen on in to the first ones to die Welcome to the First Ones to Die podcast. Today, we're doing a special edition of one of our uh, beloved uh, First Ones to Die talk about episodes. And we're talking about Disney remakes. And Jerome, already off the bat, I have to confront something that you said in the intro. (laughs) Because you said we are tired of these remakes. There's no we. <laughs> I am eating all this this remake goodness up, all right? Okay. I am kind of signing with Jerome, so technically there is a we going on. <laughs> like, some of them ain't bad. I will give credit to some of them. But, like, why all of a sudden, like, are all these live actions being made? Well... Because it's, you know what it is, is that it's like they did it like the Marvel Universe did it, right? Where they, like, they had, they needed to prove a concept first before they decided to go the full mile. Because at first it was just, it was just, I think it, the original plan was it's supposed to be just Cinderella for a little bit. And they did Cinderella and it made a good chunk of money. It did very well. Then they did Jungle Book. And then that did very well as well. And I like both those movies. I think Jungle Book is the better one. If anything, I would say Jungle Book has been my favorite out of these, ex- uh, excluding Cruella. But I feel like Cruella is like its own thing. It's not really a live action remake as much as it's more of a reimagining of the 101 Dalmatians like story. Uh, kind of like Wicked is like a reimagining of like the Wizard of Oz. So I don't really consider that the same in the same vein, but um, Jungle Book for sure. It's like it was its own thing. It was very creative and interesting. It's fantastic. I love Jungle Book a lot, um, and I respect that movie a lot. And the technology too. It looked phenomenal. And then after those well, movies did so well, they were like, "All right, gates are open. Let's do it." And so then they started just doing like announcing them back to back to back to back to back. Well, that's 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 my thing. When people ask, like, why why are we why is Disney making this movie? We know why because they want money. They want money, and they know that they have uh, a product that people either have nostalgia with or want to introduce to their kids, and therefore they know that would guarantee them almost guarantee them a profit. Well, it's fifty percent that, I'll- and the other fifty percent is people don't people go see them. People complain, but exactly. then they still go watch these movies. <laughs> well, I think sometimes the complaining audience is different than the than the people who watch them audience. The parents might be complaining, but they're going to take their kids to the audience because they want to shut them up for two hours. That's but, true, yeah. <laughs> they don't, though. But, that doesn't shut the kids up. But in my opinion, I'm fine with them. I'm not one of those people. Like, sometimes, I, you know, I haven't seen all of the remakes, I don't think. But um, a lot of times I, I, I won't like complain about them because, you know, 
people ask, oh, this is so unnecessary. Um, but if we think about it, think about it, we can say that about a whole bunch of stuff. Like there are people out there who have watched movies multiple times on end and you're watching the same movie. Why not just watch another adaptation of it in live action? Um, also like that you could say the same thing about adapting something to the stage, adapting a book or a, mov- a movie. You're adapting something from or in a, its original form into something else. Um, I especially like when they do something different with it, like case in point, this might be topical, but the little mermaid, they have a black mermaid. They did some, which review coming by the way. The of, so be on the yes. They did some different things with, uh, the casting and everything. Um, so I think in doing that, it changes the story. It changes the kind of, uh, it, it, not the core of the story, but it changes uh, the way it's told. And I appreciate that. I would disagree with you on that one, though, because it doesn't change the story. The story is the exact same. The fact that she's a black mermaid has nothing to do with anything outside of, like, for the meta part of it, we as people know that the original cartoon, all the characters are white. But outside of that, her race does not come into, does not factor into the fact that she's a black mermaid. Well, like I see see what Jonathan is saying about sometimes changing the core of it. Cause like with Melissa Finn, Melissa Finn? Maleficent. And Melissa Finn. And Cruella, it does add more to the original story. But then there's like the newest movie, Peter Pan, Peter Pan and Wendy is another retelling and they change it into a whole nother uh, thing. And Mulan, because they took out key characters like Mushu and the Cricket, I think they took out the Cricket. I never actually They saw took it. out, yeah, Mushu and the Cricket. That movie suffered from the problem of just making the hero like the hero before we get to the hero's journey essentially. Right, which like she has powers they had said and stuff. You know. They wanted her to be normal and like everything and then they um, automatically she's already like a master at running across buildings and stuff <laughs> so like there are some stories that definitely get changed to core because they remove characters or they change the way the characters are mm-hmm. like even with the beauty and the beast emma watson one there was a change in the story because they made uh gaston more understandable like that man straight up has ptsd he like ha- almost has a panic attack in that movie i was like oh Okay, he's not so much fully a creep, but he is still a creep. So there is a way to like change it to its core in this weird way. But my problem is, why are they doing these live action movies of like that aren't technically live action? They end up being just CGI, like with The Lion King and a good chunk of Jungle Book. It only had one, but at least it has a human actor in it, so you can argue like it's live action. I remember when Lion King came out, everyone's like, "It's a live action remake." I'm like, "No, it's not. It's a very expensive cartoon. That's what it is." Not to insult those who do CG work, because it looked beautiful. You know, the CG looks damn near lifelike, and that was really impressive. But I'm like, I'm not gonna give it the credit of it's a live action movie. If you're not gonna consider something like a uh, Polar Express. A live action movie because it's the same thing it's just they didn't have the same technology we have today if that movie is not considered the live action movie considering it has actors faces in it and everything but everything is cg 210 percent lion king ain't a live action movie either but does disney call it a live action movie or is that just us i mean it, it, has, been it has been called that yeah <laughs> and on the it's list of live action that. remake movies that one seems to find its way on there every time <laughs> It's also with the live actions. A lot of the things about 
Disney cartoons or the old ones or the old movies where they were very colorful. They were very magical. And you watch a lot of the live action ones. They're very muted and it's no longer feeling like it's magical. I think so it takes out like that's substance. I would say, I would say, I would say, so for the Lion King thing and like the Jungle Book, I would say it's more so less of the live action element and more so, um, one again, them wanted to make money. Live action. I mean, um, <laughs> the Lion King. Uh, I mean, made, it made a billion dollars. Um, a it lot made of over money. a billion yes. dollars. It nearly made two billion dollars. Right. And um, and also producing something because uh, in 1998 or whenever or 1994 when the original Lion King came out, mm-hmm. um, you wouldn't have been able to do what you did in the most recent Lion King with that, this type of technology, this type of CGI, um, and also wanting to showcase like, oh, look look at the talent we have. We got Beyonce for this movie. We got Childish Gambino. We got all these people. Um, so I think those three things uh, are some of the main, you know, contributors to wanting to produce that type of movie. And also responding to the Little Mermaid thing. Uh, so they, <laughs> I, I I disagree that um, her being black doesn't change the story. Um, it may not be explicitly like, you're a mermaid, you're black, oh my gosh. But it's more so of like the fact that the fact that she is a black mermaid uh, not only has a connection to the audience, but the fact that she has these wonderful, beautiful, and I know we're getting to our Little Mermaid uh, review next week. But, uh, <laughs> the fact that she has uh, these dreads when she's swimming in the ocean, uh, the fact that uh, um, King Triton has all of these different uh, race daughters that represent all of these different countries. Um, there are so many, I feel like there are a lot of undertones that you can't ignore when you're watching a movie like this. That's I, fair. I will give you that. I do like how they gave her more natural hair than they would have just like straightened it and made it like Ariel's. That's true. Because I remember when this is kind of off topic a little bit, but I remember when Spider-Man um, Homecoming was coming out and it was announced that Zendaya was going to be playing Mary Jane. A lot of people were like, what? That doesn't make any sense. And then she posted on her Instagram, I think that day or a little later that week, a picture of her with like this stark red hair. Um, and it, you know, it was a good looking picture because Zendaya is a beautiful woman or whatever. But I remember just being like, please don't tell me that's how she looks in the movie because it so clearly looks like she's either wearing a wig or they have like straight up just dyed her hair like bleach red. Um, luckily, it wasn't, though. And I'm like, cool. They let her keep just her regular natural hair. Like I, if she's a Mary Jane, that's fine with me. I don't care about that. But at the same I'm at the same time, don't don't try and be so like. But she's still the same person, though. It's like, no, she's not. If she's black, she's black. You just kind of have to accept that. Um, my biggest thing with the remix, though, is that I'm like, I, for me, it's like the changes they make are always the most bare minimum changes. It's never anything that has a real impact on the movie. 
like because like for example they um for beauty and the beast their big thing one of their big selling points was oh and lefou guess what y'all he's gay now and it's like i, I know there was always these subtle Would undertones in the like original but now five it's seconds official. of it of him dancing with exactly but all you see the most you get out of that is him dancing with the guy at the very end and they share a look together that's it. And that's what I mean. That That's my issue with the live action remakes. I wouldn't have a problem with them if it didn't feel like a lot of these movies, they're like, like Jonathan said, they're very much cash grabs. And you, and it only feels that way because they don't go the full mile to make these movies as best as possible. They just make them to make them. And they know people will just go see them as long as they do the bare minimum to satisfy the average viewer of like, do you like, do we need to change the story? Nah. Do you need to add maybe some more life to this? Cause it's not going to be as colorful as the animation was. And there's things we can't do that animation can do. So to make this its own now, nah, you don't need to do that. We'll just make it the same. People will come see it anyway. And that's, that's why these movies critically have not done so well. Like financially they've done great. Cause you know, like, cause of course they have the kid audience. And if the kids want to see it, parents are going to see it. And if parents have multiple kids, that's what, like four tickets sold for the yeah. movie, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's always going to make money. But it's just the thing of like, they just feel artistically bankrupt. A lot of them. Not all of them. I think Cruella was very inventive. I thought that was really cool. I respect Lion King for the its amount of vision it had in using uh, the CG. Because again, the CG in that movie is top notch. It's It's up there with like the avatars and stuff of like how good and how crisp and clean it looks. It looks it looks really good. Still does that movie yeah, look like that Animal Planet? Also brings into the question of like yeah, they look like actual animals because the CG was so clean and crisp, but animals don't have facial expressions like mm-hmm. what you would have gotten in the animation. So a lot of people are like this is kind of weird just staring at a deadpan, you know, Simba being like I'm so sad I lost my parent. And it's like, can't tell. <laughs> I can't tell. Like, there's nothing. So there's that also bringing in that uh, that CGI that lo- you lose. Yeah. Well, with you know what it also so. is? A piece of that is, though, is that, and that's because I was watching Jungle Book and I was like, why does Jungle Book work where Lion King doesn't? Because Li- Jungle Book has the same problem. Like, all these animals look very real. And you've got, like, Shere Khan, right, in that movie where he's a tiger. Tigers have the same bone and face structure as Lion King. But the difference is, is that I think the other difference is, is that the, a lot of the actors they hired for Jungle Book know how to voice act. Because that's the other part of it is like they all want to hire people to do these like cartoony characters. But voice acting is a different animal than live action acting. Because live action is all about the face, body movement. Like, you know, the audience can see you so they can pick up all those cues. When you're not, when you're voice acting, you have to let your voice do all of that for you because you don't know what the character, especially because a lot of time when you're voice acting, you don't know what the character is going to look like. They give you like a pre-rendered um, animatic just showing like where the character is going to move and do so you can get some of the basics down, like especially if there's an action sequence, but maybe it's not a fully finished like rendered scene just yet. And so you got to like be able to really sell what's happening. In Jungle Book, Idris Elba... Bill Murray, um, Ben Kingsley, like they know how to sell it. Lion King, some of them do, not everybody does. 
And so not all of the performances are at the same level. Also, they did Childish Gambino and Beyonce wrong by having them sing, can you feel the love tonight? But definitely didn't have them in the same booth together because Beyonce is singing circles around Childish Gambino and he's trying his best to keep up, but he can't. But I feel like if they were in the same booth together, they would have known how, like Beyonce and Childish Gambino would have, like, they would have harmonized, harmonized better. But because they didn't, <laughs> it's just, it just sounds like two people singing and they just all happen to be in the same room. <laughs> My other thing is the live, a- the Disney films, they are choosing to live action. Yeah, because we got a lot coming like, up. <laughs> yeah, like there's quite a few. But one of the ones is like, why would you think Hunchback is a good one with the issues in that film? Why would you think like Hercules? Who wants a Hercules live? I can see Hercules. I do. But like Bambi's on that last. I I, I will give you Hercules. But I still want to see Hercules live action. You want the music. I want the music. I want the music. It's true. Who wants Bambi live action? Who wants that to see the mom keep. die at the beginning? That we can keep. Like we don't need a we don't need the Bambi. We don't need um Fox and the Hound. We don't need those. But if they ever make a live action Fox and the Hound, I will, You know they will. Like, I feel like we don't need Aristocats crime. either. I and I love Aristocats, but I'm like Aristocats is like one of those things where it's like a cult Disney classic. It's not like the same as like Aladdin or or you know like a Tarzan. You know why? Mulan, well, the fact you know? that we we'd be getting Aristocats before Treasure Planet no, again, dude. Treasure Planet. <laughs> Or Atlantis. I don't. Is Atlantis? Atlantis. Or Atlantis. That too. I've not seen Treasure Planet, but Atlantis. I loved and I want that. Yeah, that's what I was like. Why are you choosing these films that have like their own personal issues because they are movies from the 1960s and the 1970s that already have like issues in the modern day? Why are you choosing those when you have these like films that people are literally like, you're doing live action. You want our money? Make this film. We will give you our money. That's that's Very probably simple. that's probably my biggest gripe with the live other. Other than the fact that they're making them, I have no, like, I have no gripe with the fact that they're making them. But, like you said, the ones that they are making, the fact that they are clearly playing in our faces by not making a Treasure Planet and or Atlantis, um, they are clearly, like, playing with us. They'd rather make, I don't know, uh, I mean, they'd rather make Christopher Robin... Oh, yeah, They'd rather make Christopher Robin. Robin. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot. I versus forgot about a Treasure that. Planet movie. A Treasure Planet would be epic, and you could release it on Disney Plus. We okay, don't care as Jonathan, long as we get it. You know why they're not gonna make? I'll tell you why they're not gonna make Treasure Planet or Atlantis because that would require effort. It's easier to make the ones that succeeded than the ones that didn't. Because Treasure Planet didn't hit when it came out, nor did Atlantis, despite the fact that they're actually really good movies that people are missing out. But like. People didn't really see those movies. It's on my list and, to watch. And instead of people, and instead of they make those movies, they won't make them because that requires them to have to work. Why would we do that when we could just make ones that we already make? We have to put little to no effort in because we could just, the script's already written. And all we got to do is hire some actors that people know and add a few songs that people know and people will watch it. That's it. <laughs> I think also- But we got, we got all these people petitioning for the Sword in the Stone, though. <laughs> I haven't seen that either. That one's a classic one, but it's-, it's Or Robin it, Hood. It is weird that they're, they're picking to do that one. That is a bit of a weird choice, I'll admit. Is Robin Hood going to be just a furry movie then? 
Because aren't they foxes in that film? I mean, they yeah. were the Lion King. They figure they can get away with it at this point. <laughs> but this is, no, but this has to be like a fox standing on two feet, like shooting a bow. It's not like they can have like Rob in Robin Hood clothing, just a fox walking around. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know it's going to look that's like. That's also like the thing. That's the difference between like aristocrats and Bambi to like Robin Hood, where it's like you have these creatures that are clearly walking and going about. Um, so it's going to end up looking kind of like a furry movie, which I guess Zootopia did. But that's still a CGI film. Uh, I think also with the 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 sketching and the design of like the aristocrats is more simple because everything was drawn by hand not that it was simple uh it was still very complex beautiful work and one of the reasons i do like still watching that movie is because you can still see some of the outlines and drawings that they weren't like erased out Mm -hmm. in the movie still and i think that's really cool and you can just see the artist's work but because everything was hand drawn it was smaller and tighter compared to like atlantis which was like in the 90s, which they were able to do more. What are, what are they called? Like more pages. They were able to make more of it. Mm-hmm. So I think that would also lead into more complexity of it. And they did do something like that for. Uh, oh, fuck. What is that movie <clears throat> with Ben Barnes in it? Stardust. They had something like that, you know, where it was a pirate ship in the sky and everything. So they have, like, the ability to make that movie already. They just need to... I mean, Thor even traveled, but he was traveling on a rainbow. Point is, the ability is there. Yeah, they just don't want to put in the effort. Yeah. Also, how the hell are they supposed to do Snow White? Because for studios... What do you mean? Well, because I'm thinking... And granted, I haven't seen... We haven't seen... Or at least I haven't seen Little Mermaid yet. So I don't know. Because I also thought the same thing about Little Mermaid too. Oh, I'm like, okay. I'm, I'm like, these stories are not exactly the most PC stories that exist. I mean, Little Mermaid's about a woman who gives up her voice to be with this man. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm coming into this podcast after having watched The Little Mermaid yesterday. Okay. So, so that might have... that That might be a, a discrepancy in, in our um in our opinion okay so i i haven't seen little mermaid yet so maybe they found a way around I that haven't. to make it a little less like very well like that's know, what backwards. i said earlier <laughs> where a lot of these movies because they were products of their time have certain things like what they did with dumbo they took out the racist crows I mean, yeah. But, like, in the key <laughs> of du- actual Dumbo, yeah. <laughs> but, like, in the actual Dumbo film, they were technically necessary to the story because they were they were part of it. And then you remove that, and then you had to find a filler, which creates these new characters, and that changes the story. Just like with Hunchback of Notre Dame, like, how are they going to, like... Yeah, the religious persecution a is a part of the story. Gypsy culture is a part of the story. <laughs> like, there's a lot. You got to change to make that work. Yeah. Like, yeah, disability shaming is a part of the they story. Might, <laughs> they might do something, because I know it's a, um, it's a stage musical um, that was actually at the Fifth Avenue Theater a few years ago. Mm. And in it, they actually cast uh, as, uh, what's his name? What's the Hunchback's name? Um, Quasimodo. Quasimodo. Um, They actually cast (laughs) 
I didn't know. Was that a red? Oh. <laughs> I just, it hit me like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, the actor that they cast as Quasimodo was a deaf actor. And it was kind of like they're shaming him more so for that than like a physical uh, disability. Yeah, defect. So they yeah. might, yeah, they might go somewhere along those lines where it's like, the actor, they cast an actor with a disability, um, and then it's like, oh, how they triumph from this I mean, and how it can relate to the real world. You can make it work. In The Witcher, they made it work. Yennefer in the first season is like has a hunchback for a majority of the season. But she still gets like uh love scenes with this surgery. like attractive dude and stuff and like but yeah, before she, she gets like no before that painful surgery. before that they, oh. they hook up and everything. Like he's like, No, I love you, Yennefer. I love you as you are. But then when she gets the surgery, oh, yeah. then he's like, I mean, but you 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 fine as hell now too. <laughs> Except either way, I'm down. <laughs> no down the clown. But um but it's like they they did do a way where it was like, you know, she stays in that form for a good chunk of time and you get to see her just be a character. It's not just she's just a hunchback girl. So it can work. It's just but it's just the thing of like Snow White, even though the 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 story's named after her, majority of her role in that story is to hang out with the dwarves and then go to sleep <laughs> and then the prince does all the work and then non-consensually kisses her. <laughs> To wake her up. No one told him that's how it worked. He just assumed it. <laughs> so really, he's just a dude who walks up on a sleeping girl. And he's like, yeah, now my, now's my time. Let me get it in. <laughs> and the original Sto- Snow White story was more disturbing than that. Yeah. He actually <laughs> sleeps with her and then has like multiple children before he's like, mm, I'm going to finally move her to the castle because I'm tired of having sex with her dead body in the woods. And they drop her, and the apple actually dislodges from her throat, and that's how she wakes up. So it's like, how are they supposed to do Snow White? Are they not? How are they gonna make that an empowering tale of this woman, this heroine, like clearly claiming her life? Snow White, Snow White was never a heroine. No, she wasn't. But you know that's what they're going to do. Cinderella was more of a heroine. You know what I mean? Like this is Disney in the year. 2023 our lord although this movie's supposed to come out 2024 like they are going to do that <laughs> shut up <laughs> with the aristocrats i mean edgar throws the cats into a river he puts them in a bag and into the river how much more disturbing is that going to be when they look like real cats <laughs> like well, that's cg cats right didn't we learn stuff. from the cats movie that's what's gonna be. It's gonna be CG cats. So that's how. That's how they're gonna get away with it. Like no cats were actually harmed. Yeah, but if it looks close enough, like a cat. I mean, that's what they did in Guardians. Like it's gonna mess with you. Have you seen Guardians three yet? No, I'm kind of done with it's Marvel. It's sad. There's a lot of it's like it's a shame. It's really good too. It's one of the better ones to come out as of late. But there's a lot of animal cruelty in that movie, and it's sad. <laughs> it's sad. It's a hard watch to get. It's there. like Rocket's if you love backstory, animals. right? Yes, it's <laughs> very sad. But it's like, but it's because uh, the CG's so good. Those animals look real, and you're just like, hey man, leave these animals alone. <laughs> Leave these baby raccoons See, alone. Aristocrats too. They can possibly do that film if they follow more of the Guardians rule, like with Rocket, because the cats get up and they do play the instruments. Like they look like the you know, it's like the Lion King, where they're on their fours walking around and everything. But there's the scenes where they're doing the music and everything and dancing and like having a ball. So they could do that if they follow more of the CGI with or the style of Guardians. And they do with Rocket mm-hmm. makes more sense. Looks more clean. Has that humanoid where it's not 
creepy or it doesn't fall into like furry category. I feel like with if they do the live action Robin Hood, it's definitely there's something in my in like my gut telling me <laughs> this is definitely going to look almost furry like. Well, they might do it like they make it a Disney Plus exclusive because as of late they have they have done a few like that too. Like Pinocchio was Disney Plus exclusive. Um, Lady and the Tramp was Disney Plus exclusive. So. Which Pinocchio, by the way, first of all, I don't think it did. It got great reviews. It did not get great reviews. I didn't even and know. it got completely nope. overshadowed by Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Yes, that is also true. <laughs> exceeded that Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. I loved Pinocchio when I was a kid. I used to watch it almost every night. I just, I just, you know what it is? It's that it's just, it's not that I would have no problem with them coming out if it just felt like there was more to them than just the money aspect. You know what I mean? Because I think, I think, like you said, Jonathan, there is like, you know, like, for example, hiring uh, Halle Bailey to be the Little Mermaid, like on paper, that does have a lot of interesting ideas for uh, the audience enjoyment of it, especially because it's like when you consider there were TikToks going up of little black girls watching the Little Mermaid trailer and being like, oh, that's me, like, you know, and feeling like uh, feeling seen, which there is a power to that. My thing is just that, like, I want that and more. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it it has to be more than that. It has to be more than just, like, stunt casting. It should be that there's that, and this tells a very empowering story about this Black girl's journey, even if she is a mermaid, whatever. Same, like, and it's, and it only feels I that think, way. I think, we'll, we'll, we'll circle back to our, our little, we'll circle back to our little mermaid, but I think, I, from watching well, it, I think it did that. Be- Use, oh. Using another example, so we don't get uh, spoilers or something. It's like when people were talking about changing Superman into a black man or how that character would be. And they're like, no, you can't change Superman into a black person simply because the way Superman is written and trusted immediately by citizens of the metropolis area can only be if he is a white man. If you change Superman into a black man, his whole life has changed with it. He has now to deal with the racial issues and everything like that. With Little Mermaid, they're definitely not going to do... They most likely did not deal with the racial background because she's in the water. So I I feel like that was not a deal. And I get... Yeah. And so when the character is changed into person of darker skin tone, that whole thing changes. Like what they did with Lilo and Stitch. And even though they cut out these scenes where... I wish they had left him in in the animation where the tourists are talking down to her when they see her. And it's absolutely a racial thing where all these are like, oh, do you speak English even though they're in Hawaii? Or they're like, kid, do you know which direction the beach is and all that? And they barely let her speak a word. And that, which, again, wish they had kept it. It's only like the outlines of it. So to just change a character into that it feels almost it feels pandering because you're not bringing you may have my looks and i like like that like with the little mermaid i do like how she has her her natural hair because recently i've gone more with my natural hair i stopped you know using i've started using products that are closer to my hair type i've stopped coloring my hair i've stopped straightening it or using these harmful ways and i like my frizziness my waves my curlies and i like that but you, I got to see the struggle of when, like, people of my skin tone are dealing 
with hair struggles too. And I understand, especially with black women, it is a whole other story as well. So just changing a character in these live actions to a different race is great as a way for little kids to see themselves. But I think more as adults, we notice that they're not dealing with the issues we're dealing with. So it's definitely, we feel that pandering and like belittlement of like, you're just giving me something so I can be like, oh, hey, it's me. But it's not, it's not the same style. And I can, I can, I can understand uh, that about like how it's, you know, you just, you just changing one element in that one element is the person, but you're not changing their struggle or anything. Um, but I would say sometimes I don't need to see the struggle. <laughs> sometimes I get tired of seeing the, the, the struggle on screen. Like sometimes let me just see That's, somebody yeah, that looks like hair. me uh, in the ocean as a mermaid. That's called hairspray. And I also, we just did that review actually. <laughs> <laughs> Although the struggle is there. The struggle is there a little bit. <laughs> right, right. But I see um, what you mean. But yeah, yeah but um, I also saw and I, Little Mermaid's on the brain. But um, the director, uh, Rob, I think it was Rob Marshall, he um, he said yeah. that, yeah, um, when he watched Chloe and Halle's performance on the Grammys and then saw Halle sing, that's when he decided to call her in. And when she auditioned and sang Part of the World, she he said that she blew everyone else out of the water like no one was close. Well, I can believe um, that. So Absolutely. I think, yeah. yeah. So I think in another universe, I don't think Disney necessarily like went to say, "Hey, we're gonna clap, cast a black mermaid. She's gonna be black. She's gonna be black, black, black. She's gonna have locks." <laughs> but I think, <laughs> but I think rather um, they saw that Hallie was the best one for the role, um, and then cast her because of that, and the representation just happened to come with it. Um, so I wish they would do more things like that um it all all like stems from my love of the uh, brandy cinderella brandy cinderella you know you know what i think if they ignore if they mention that to us because like i didn't know that that's really cool then they really picked her on talent but because we're so we are flooded like on tiktok and instagram about you know these racist people who have to always bring it up it, it gets tiring and it's your face and it does make you question. Knowing that story, it's like, oh, that's good. And it made me automatically think of Brandy Cinderella where they chose just the actors who were also, you know, great in their their time period. They were bigger stars and they were all just fantac- fantastic actresses and actors. And you didn't think once about how a white man and a black woman had an asian baby <laughs> you didn't you were just like yeah go get her go get brandy but you know what though that movie has an air of blackness to it though maybe it's because whitney houston's in it too i don't know but there's something about the way everybody carries themselves the way the dialogue is delivered the way the music sounds in that movie where i'm like this feels like a black musical even though it isn't it, you know there's there's tons of people of all different types of races in that movie it is not a black musical, but it just has that that feeling to it. You know what I mean? It has a soul to it. And that's what I'm that's the only thing. It's like I know Little Mermaid when Hallie's singing has soul. When everybody else is singing, <laughs> it's probably gonna feel like Disney White America, Apple Pie, uh, uh, like, uh, you know, Did you Little forget Mermaid. David Diggs is in the movie too? <laughs> David Diggs is playing a Jamaican crab. And I've heard a little bit of Under the Sea. It don't sound better than the original. I'm, I'm sorry. It don't. There are some also, bops in there. I, I, 
I don't want to spoil it for you, but Aquafina has a song in the movie. <laughs> I just keep thinking about it. Saw, is that, I just can't imagine Aquafina singing. I know she's a rapper. I don't know about yeah, that, that's singing. what I mean. She raps. Okay. She raps. Okay, that's a little that's a little better. <laughs> um, but she has a cartoony voice. She sells it. Like her little scenes of scuttle that I've seen already just in like promo stuff. I'm like, all right, cool. I, I'm into it. I like her as um as scuttle. I think that's great casting. Because she's got a great voice. So she's she's a fantastic actor. Uh voices both as voice actor and live action. Um I just like, yeah, I just like, and you know what it is too? It's like a thing where I'm like, y'all are all, always avoiding doing, granted, they start like Moana, that's cool. And Lilo and Stitch doing some people of color. Cause I'm like, you keep putting people of color in all these white <laughs> movies. <laughs> Why don't you do the ones with the people of color? Like Moana, like Lilo and Stitch, like Princess and the Frog, like Atlantis. <laughs> know what I'm saying? Like the ones people have asked right. for, actually asked for. <laughs> the ones that already have diversity in them. Even Hercules. Which I think they said they are doing Princess and the Frog. That's in no time soon. We, we You see the list of upcoming movies. She ain't coming no time soon. <laughs> and they're probably just going to keep pushing it off till people forget that movie's even in the works and just don't even ask about it anymore. Uh, just, you know, real quick though, also, just to go off Disney a little bit and stop picking on Disney a little bit. We also got to talk about some of these other remakes that people don't need to be doing. Like RoboCop's getting another remake. Harry Potter is getting a remake as a Max series. Just, just stop. Well, House House Party got a remake. House Party got a remake. Uh, White Man, White Man Can't, Can't Jump. Jump. Well, it's made by the same person. I feel like he, after after he got House Party greenlit, he was like, "But what about what about <laughs> White Man Can't and Jump?" And I believe both of the movies flopped. Yeah, they did not do well. Well, one of them just went straight to streaming. Yeah, and it didn't get I great thought, reviews. Yeah. For a second, also another thing that annoys me about these like remakes or shows and, or things are these movies getting turned into TV shows. Why? Yeah, because the, there's Why supposed to be a new Exorcist so based off of like, and I'm I'm sure it's gonna be uh, not based off of the TV show, but it had a TV show and that failed. So I'm like, yeah. Why are you then doing a movie remake of The Exorcist? Like, <laughs> and when I saw White Man Can't Jump, I was like, I kept thinking, I'm like, is this a series or is this a movie? And for a while, the way it was like being shown or like the previews I saw looked like a series. And I was like, oh, great. How are they going to stretch this out for f- like 13 episodes? So I also hate that when they make these remakes and they make them into shows and it's absolutely unnecessary. I think there's one coming out. Oh, uh. Fatal Attraction's getting a show. Yes. Oh, yeah. I think it's out. It's on Paramount Plus. On Paramount Plus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just, like, you know what it is? It's like, I just wish. I've kind of been interested in seeing it. The marketing has been good. Marketing has been good, but it's just a thing of like, you know what it, like, it's just a thing where I'm like, I've always said it and I'll keep saying it. It's like, if you're going to do remakes, don't remake the stuff that succeeded. If you made a really solid sandwich, with a decent recipe. I mean, a, a bomb recipe. This sandwich has been selling since 19 whatever till now. Nobody has stopped buying the sandwich. Why would you change the recipe? It's already perfect as it is. It don't need to be made different. It don't need to be changed. What you should be doing is taking them sandwiches you made that were trash, revisit those recipes, try and make those better. <laughs> Remake the movies that had great ideas, just did not work for whatever reason, whether it be technology, whether it be just bad scripts, whatever it is. <laughs> but think about if you have 
a good plate of nachos. <laughs> I love the and you analogy, also, by the way. I <laughs> have a <laughs> and you also have I'm following it. And you also have a good taco. Those two things are essentially the same ingredients, but they're not the but same. But they're food both amazing. Item. They're not the same. They're both food amazing item. in their in the same way. <laughs> Yeah, but Ron Stoppable put them together and he did create something <laughs> new and magical. It's true. Uh, no, I'm just saying, because I'm like, because like you know what it is? Because I'm like, it's never failed doing it that way. Taking the stuff that's bad and make it good. You want to know why that Planet of the Apes trilogy worked out so well? Because they remade the bad Planet of the Apes movies. They didn't remake the one that was good. They took the ones that were the back half of those ones that came out in the 70s that were trash, remade those. And but because but they were bad, was... nobody would complain that they changed some things and did some things differently to allow them to be di- to be better. And that's that's but you know that was mean? That, that was already a franchise. Though. But what I'm saying like, is it are it already that's like Star Wars. But like, all they're remaking the is franchises. They're not remaking right. original stuff. <laughs> no, well, but okay. based off of based off you Sorry. wouldn't remake like. Home on the Range. You remember that movie, Home on the Range, the animated Disney <laughs> That's movie? That's because I don't know. I don't know if anybody was is asking no. for Home on the Range. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't know certain films. Okay, I try to watch them. Give Give me a moment. I just no. But what I'm saying is that it's like no. It is a part of the franchise. But what I'm saying is is that like they're not going to remake stuff that doesn't have a brand name. Like they're never going to do that. But but they are like when you remake the stuff that because like dune for example too dune failed the original because of the limit limitation of technology at the time they didn't have the capability to do the things we can do now and make that sci-fi world really look like how it's supposed to look but now that we do you can remake dune and you can make it look really cool and interesting and stuff it's still a dense book so that's still fighting against you you know you got a lot of <laughs> a lot of text to get through i think i own it it's like hiding on my bookshelf i you think know. if you acknowledge the changes if you acknowledge that there is a difference between the original and this new edition i think that also helps succeed it because like when they remade the star trek movies they immediately were like this is an alternative timeline this is mm-hmm. something different. And then they go and have all these shows on Paramount Plus. Like I'm watching Strange New World, which I absolutely love. It has young Spock. But it's not at all tied to Kirk. It's not at all tied to the original Star Trek. This is a, about Pike, about before him, everything before. So I think if if you more so acknowledge, if you don't be like, oh, yeah. And then suddenly you have a change in the story and people are like, People who have like cult followings on these movies and shows are like, wait, 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 you're wrong. Well, it better fit what we were trying to do in today's world. That's where this issue comes a like a lot where it's like, well, now you're just messing with something you said was just a part of. I think if you break it away and are like, this is something a little bit new that we're trying or this is an alternative timeline or this is like our version, like with the different uh Snow, there are Snow White ones. Uh, with the one with Kristen Stewart, oh, yeah, the Snow Huntsman. White and the Huntsman, yeah, yeah, they're like, yeah, it's about Snow White, but we're focused on the Huntsman mm. completely, and it's it's part of Snow White, but it isn't part of Snow White, and like with Maleficent, Maleficent, did I say it right? The Maleficent, okay, they're like, <laughs> yes, this is Sleeping Beauty, but like also. It's not. This is a whole new story and a whole new point of view where you didn't know 
they made that acknowledgement. Yeah. And then they were like, well, it's that's different. what I'm saying. That's what they do with that Aladdin movie. Yeah, that's why the I think. Aladdin. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, that's what they're doing with that Aladdin. What is it? Uh, Chris Anders or whatever. Chris Anders, untitled Prince Anders. Film. See, but the difference yeah, is, is that Cruella so and Maleficent shocked. are characters people want to see stories about. No one knows who this dude is. He was made up for the live action movie. <laughs> no, the only white characters. <laughs> only white character. I just, but it's like, I think that's why Jungle Book and Cruella have been, and Cinderella to a degree, have been critically acclaimed compared to the others. Like they successfully made money, but also critically they did well. And that's because they are not carbon copies of what we already got. The Jungle Book movie and the Jungle Book cartoon are two different things. There are some similarities, like they're similar characters. There's a few songs that they carry over from the Jungle Book cartoon into the Jungle Book movie. But for the most part, the plot's different. How characters interact is different. This, uh, like even how they sing the songs, like the ver- the way they do it in the Jungle Book live action movie is not the same way they do it in the cartoon movie. And that's why that, and that movie having those differences and changes allows that film to feel different and have a different vibe and, and feel to it. And it's, and also it's like when you're remaking something, you got to remember if people remember the original fondly, all you're going to be doing is all they're going to be doing is comparing to see, they're coming to see if your movie does those same things better or worse. And if you do them worse, I'm telling you now, no one will forget about it. If you do it better, people will be like, okay, cool, whatever, I got this other thing. Because everybody remembers your mistakes. They don't acknowledge your success. I think the other ones (laughs) succeeded because they were different. They were basically alternate versions. Right. Like like I said with Star Trek, I'm a really big fan. They did not take in the full stories of like the original series, except for like Khan. And even Khan, they changed that to fit the new alternate they were in. Mm-hmm. I th- I feel like with The Lion King, somebody said it was just like a copy and paste of the film. It is. Just- it's yeah. the exact same story, beat for beat. Like even the trailer they released was like side by side. Yeah. Side yeah. Side. And then like with Christopher Robin, it wasn't just about, this was an adult Christopher Robin. This was like older Christopher Robin finding his friends and being like, hey, I remember all this. I and don't even know with anybody Allison, that watched that movie. Neither I've do seen I. Clips on it. <laughs> I've seen clips on it. Uh, but that's what that's what it was. And then like even with Alice in Wonderland and Alice through the looking glass, they connected the past story to be like, this happened when she was little and now she's grown up and it's like she's returning back. So there is a way to connect that past story to like a different story in like a clean way. But again, you just have to acknowledge we're gonna we're gonna mess with the story. But like the real story is over here. It's just going to be over here. So everybody leave it there and focus on this now. And then when you're doing like The Lion King and Aladdin, they're going to do side by side because you're like, it's pretty much the same movie, except now we added some random white guy who we're going to give a sequel. Now it's Will Smith as a genie. Uh, (laughs) But it's and even if you do that, I think Cinderella is the perfect example of how to do it. And do it right. Where it's Which like one? the um, well, Brandy Cinderella is great too. It's perfect. But I mean, the in the in the vein of like the how they're doing the live action the remakes right one. now. Yeah, the 2015 one. That movie is more or less beat for beat the original Cinderella. But the nice things they add is they add a little more context to characters who maybe didn't have it, like the stepmom. Like we get an answer as to why the stepmom is so mean to Cinderella. Past just she's evil. 
That's all there is to know. It's like, no, we get a reason because she's a person. I'm like, why are you so cruel? Why are you so mean? You know what I mean? Like, I think that's why I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about Little Mermaid because because I think I <laughs> yeah. Think, granted, you know, I'm going hard uh, at Little Mermaid, but maybe Little actually... Mermaid is like might surprise me. I'm not yeah. gonna lie because I haven't seen it yet, so I'm willing to give it a chance. But I don't want to. I, I also don't want to set the expectations. I'm just saying, I, I am gonna I give also... Little Mermaid a fair shake. I'm not gonna go in being like this gonna be trash. Like even because I, I like to talk a lot of shit, but when I actually watch the movie, I will give it a fair shake and give it a fair nod. But I'm just saying, it's like it's just a thing where, and it also is. You know what else is the problem? Because Marvel's dealing with this problem too. It's also the volume. Maybe don't release so many at one time. <laughs> to me. I thought you meant like the, the volume, like it's too loud. No, no, like no. I miss mean loud. because it's like, I think it was like we got one Disney live action remake a year back in the Cinderella days. It's like, yeah, Cinderella. Next year, you got Jungle Book. Next year, you got um, whatever came out next year. But then I think that, or actually, no, I think that following year after Jungle Book, we got four of them in the same year. <laughs> And then after that, it just kept coming out that way. Same thing with Marvel. We used to get- Oh yeah, 2019 was, 2019 we had Dumbo, Aladdin, The Lion King, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, Lady in the, and Lady in the Tramp. Yeah. We have five in You know what I mean? It makes it feel like these are, the, the, you, you don't want to give these movies a time of day because they feel like just, you know, like getting shotgunned out there. to the audience. Same thing with Marvel. It's like, there was a time we only ever got one Marvel movie a year. And that was enough for us. We were like, okay, well, you know, I guess I have to wait till next year. I think they also <laughs> need to hold on until like to only announce it when it starts filming or something, because that's what I used. That's what I miss back from like growing up was like you saw the preview and you're like, oh my god, <gasps> oh, I didn't know they were making this movie. Yeah. When you got Marvel over here being like, all right, we have stage five, we're gonna announce stage six. Here's everything we're doing in Atala. Yeah, it was for like ten fucking years, and it's like. Okay, I clearly know, yeah, where everybody was like, oh no, Superman's dead in like end games. But they're like, he's literally filming No Way Home right, right now. <laughs> clearly he's fine. So that like anticipation of like, will my favorite character survive? I already see that he's got two uh, two sequels down in like 2027 and 2030. Like, I know what's going to happen already. And it's it kills, it kills that madness. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. yeah, and I don't, I don't, I am just trying to think about what's going to happen in my life tomorrow. I do not need to be thinking <laughs> five, seven, eight, nine years in the future for something that I'm going to sit down and watch at a movie theater for two hours. I do not need that much anticipation in my life. I'd rather save that brain space. Well, especially because because check productive. this out, we got Snow White, March twenty second, twenty twenty four. Lilo and Stitch, May tenth, twenty twenty four. Which, mind you, that's only what like a three month difference of time. Yeah. Not even that. A little shorter than that. Lion King, July twenty twenty four. So literally another three month difference. New one. Then we got uh, Moana still in development, but I'm pretty sure that's coming out fall twenty twenty four. Cause why would you not? <laughs> the Hunchback Moana. I I I I'd imagine that's later. Cause I don't know if they. The even, only reason it'd be later in my head is because of the writer strike. That's yeah. the only way I could see it coming out later than that. Because it's on it on here. It's on Wikipedia. This is also Wikipedia, but um, on Wikipedia it says 2025, and Lilo and Stitch 2024. I think Moana, they're, not Moana, Lilo and Stitch might be pushed back, not only because of the writer strike, but because of the issues they are having with the actors they have recently chosen. 
Uh, I saw that. Yeah, I know a lot of people were complaining about um, what from Mo- Nani, Moana. Name Nani. No, no, sorry, yeah, Lilo. Oh, for Lilo and Stitch. Lilo and Stitch. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. A lot of people were saying that Nani, because um, the actress they cast, she was like she's light, very, very she was light, light skinned. skinned. Yeah. Lights can compare to the character in the cartoon. And then they're also mm-hmm. taking away bubbles and like replacing it. I forget who, but I'm going to say Melissa McCarthy. Hmm. So it's also like, why are you taking away a character everybody loves, you know, and replacing it with just like a white woman? Uh, again, the whole white oh, Zach Galifianakis is not. Stitch. I'm gonna say I, I'm pretty uh, sure. I mean, you said that I think a while ago. I was like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> no, he's he's gonna be Doctor Jumba Jukubu. Oh, Jumba, yeah. He's gonna be the mad scientist. Okay, yeah, yeah. The shark? That seems better. That seems more. No, the um, the like but the he... four eyed uh guy who designed Stitch, who made him the scientist. Mm-hmm. The voice, of the alien. Yeah. There, there's a good chunk of aliens in there. I <laughs> do not recall him. Let me take a look. The big guy. Oh, is he not a shark? There is a shark. He's there a different, shark in the different shark man is a different character. <laughs> Completely different character. <laughs> He's another alien. Yes. Oh, T- Tia Carrere is going to be in it as well. Hmm. I just, you know, I'm just saying. I, I feel like if... Courtney B. Vance? Sorry. He um, should play Bubbles. She got excited. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Yes, he is. Okay, cool. Um, but it's like, you know, if they're if they're going to I feel like if they're gonna keep making these remakes, just add a little bit more effort into them, I think is the biggest thing. I, I have to have no problem with these movies. Cause I, I do think on one hand, are they necessary? No. But I think there is something to be said about, you know, same thing with the new the new Star Wars movies where I'm like, those kids that watch those movies in theaters when they were coming out can say, I went to theaters, watch a Star Wars movie. There's a part of a legacy of that because I have that legacy. When I was a kid, the prequels were coming out. And, you know, when my dad was a kid, the original Star Wars was coming out. There's something fun about that legacy in there. And I feel like it's the same thing with these live action Disney remakes where I'm never going to know what it was like to watch you know, the original Little Mermaid or the original Beauty and the Beast in theaters, unless I go see it with the re-release. And even then, it's that's not the same as when it originally came out, you know? Because they remastered. Yeah. But these kids can say, yeah, I remember watching Beauty and the Beast in theaters. Maybe it's not the cartoon version, but it is like a version, you know what I mean? And it is a different experience. And on top of that, it's like, you know, they can make these these tales that maybe weren't so PC back in the day. They can make some changes that might make them a little more um, universally acceptable to modern day audiences. So, I, I, you know, I won't say that there's no merit at all to these movies being made. It's just that it's like for me, I just want them to add a little bit more than the bare minimum when it comes to making them. Cause it's like, cause it's not like they haven't done it before. They've got Jungle Book. They've got Maleficent. They've got Cruella. They've got even the original, uh, the 2015 Cinderella, like, and the Brandy Cinderella too. As a, like, even though it's not in the same batch of movies, it's in there, too. So it's like, there's not like you can't, you haven't done it before and haven't done it well before. And yeah, and you can't adjust the films to modern day standards because they did that with Dumbo. They were able to adjust it to make it still a pretty successful film without the heavy, heavy tones of racism. 
throughout that entire film, which is, I actually recently, not recently, but like around the time Double was coming out, I watched a cartoon. There's a lot more in there for a cartoon about elephants. It's not just the crows, man. But they were, it is genuinely not just the crows. That whole movie, there was no reason for as much racism in that film about elephants. Um, but they were able to adjust it to the standards of today and it was good for kids and and it still took out it still had that struggle and a lot of these characters struggles yeah with like snow white can still be in there of the running away dealing with this crazy stepmom a lot of these stepmoms are crazy it can be in there all you have to do is adjust certain things and you don't always have to take out the racism of everything or that conflict because like that's still something you're going to deal with like that's something you still deal with today and you see in cartoons and films. Sometimes it's really funny to see it in cartoons for like kids' movies. You're like, hey, wait a minute. I mean, it's just like they say they, I, Jonathan, you'll know this for a fact, but they say they changed the lyrics to kiss the girl in Little Mermaid, too. And I'm like, that makes sense. <laughs> like, that's, uh-huh. that's a little, and... it's a little like, a little forceful with it. I'm just like, just kiss her. Do it. Do it now. <laughs> yeah. And, and they kind of. What's and they kind of like um, change the intention of Ursula's uh, spell as well. Um, I won't get into details, but they changed the the uh, they added an, an addendum to her spell mm-hmm. as well, um, which you know made it uh, a little bit more twenty twenty three friendly. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right, we gotta we gotta wrap. Yeah, because we've been going. Uh, this is supposed to be a shorter segment, but it ended up um, being an hour. <laughs> a full episode length. Yeah. Uh, all in all, I'm 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 cool with the with the remakes that Disney uh, is making. Um, uh, I I just won't, like I'll watch the ones I want to watch, and I won't watch the ones that I don't want to watch. <laughs> Um, I think it stems from a good rule to let by. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> I mean I didn't watch Lion King. I, I did not. I still I, to this day have not watched that movie. You you haven't seen Lion? No. King? Why? What for? I, I watched the music videos that are the songs. Those are the only parts of the movie I needed to see. The rest of it is like I can get the visual excellence from just watching 15 seconds of that movie. I don't need to watch the full two hours because I've seen that movie already. It's called Lion King and it came out back in the 90s. Anyway, I <laughs> I um I think my um I I think I'll watch it like I I enjoyed different like seeing the different iterations like I saw the Lion King when I was a kid I saw um you know the Lion King uh on Broadway I mean the, the stage musical not on Broadway but the stage musical and then I saw this so it's like just seeing those different iterations um, I think it stems from I love the Scooby-Doo live action movies growing up. Uh, Scooby-Doo, Flintstones, those will all, always be my jam and my first loves of remakes, uh, live action remakes of movies. Um, so I'm cool with the the live action movies. The only movies that I'm not cool with and Disney needs to stop making is movies based off of Disneyland rides <laughs> or things because those have proven. They're trying to make another Pirates, Pirates of the, the Caribbean. Caribbean. They really are. They're trying to right. have one. <laughs> Besides Pirates of the Caribbean, oh. The Haunted Mansion kind of looks like it's going to be... Haunted Mansion looks all right. I'll, I'll, it does I'll, look all right. I'll watch, I'll watch that too. But it's like we've done that already. So Yeah, and it didn't work the just, last time. A <laughs> couple times. Yeah, the last couple times. <laughs> uh, but other than that, I'm cool with the remakes. Just stop with the Disneyland movie. But you don't want Jungle Cruise too? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> I don't want Space Mountain. I don't want <laughs> Song of the South. Don't give me a Song of the South remake. <laughs> it's a small world. You don't want that one? <laughs> That right, it's creepy as hell. <laughs> I, Unless my, it was like my, a horror movie. Unless it was like a horror movie. Yes, I could get I with that. That would be cool. They're making uh, that Freddy Frasberry. Oh, yeah. Freddy, oh, yeah, Five Nights Fri- at Freddy. Fri- 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 yeah, which I'm actually uh, really excited to see that because they have Matthew Illard. Yeah, Matthew Lillard is in oh. it. And Josh Hutchinson. Is that his last name? Hutchinson. Yeah, and he already looks like pretty good he's film. been in tv yeah, mostly like he's been doing uh some amazon prime show i think uh, but yeah uh, but anyway comment below audience tell us what you think about not just the disney live action remakes but any remakes that you're maybe feeling or not feeling things you're excited for or not excited for comment below tell us what you think and uh, if you're watching this on youtube like favorite and subscribe of course and share share all these videos tell people tell the news <laughs> Well, let's not tell the news. Let's, <laughs> let's keep it. Let's keep it still subtle. Oh, oh yeah. And tune in to the First Wilson Die podcast and all our streaming services. Uh, well, our streaming services. Anywhere audio streaming services that you can find podcasts like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the good stuff. Um, and uh, also follow us there as well to hear some great podcast goodness every week. You heard it here first catch us on all our social medias instagram tiktok and twitter although i don't think we really use twitter uh to see what's coming up a little clips and everything we're doing at the first ones to die and we'll see you all in our next episode bye bye bye